Hi guys, KO here. Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila, where we are working to inspire positive, radical social evolution. Today we have an awesome one, Devin Scott. We are talking about his daily inspirational group, Freedom Finders, uh, mobile home investing, and just general life and business and conquering the world on the daily. This is a really awesome conversation. Lean into the end when Devin shares his journey through the entrepreneurial and fitness and athletic world um, and explains why he has a bird on his shoulder, quite literally. Enjoy. Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila with your host, Kristen Olson. Questioning a better way, one gracefully disruptive conversation at a time. Welcome to Turmeric and Tequila. We've got Devin Scott, founder of Freedom Finders. He hails from the corporate world. We're going to talk about mobile home investing. Um, he's got a bird on his shoulder, quite literally, right now. So we're going to unpack that. Uh, I see some basketball in the background. Um, so without further ado, Devin, welcome to Turmeric and Tequila. Thank you, Chris. And I'm very excited to be here. Um, thanks for having me. So looking forward to it. Yes, I'm pumped for this combo. And Devin just told me this is this is your first podcast ever you've ever been on ever it's my first one ever uh, ever official podcast so i actually uh, i run a couple groups where we record them but we don't actually publish them as podcasts so um i have a mic and everything so i'm looking to actually become a podcaster myself so i wanted to kind of you know go through the pod max and, and and get a little understanding of what it's all about I love it. I feel the vibe. I very much see you in the podcast realm. So, uh, you got the mic set up, everything. Uh, it, it, it looks like it's a natural flow right now, but um, this is cool. Now you always remember turmeric and tequila. Exactly. I had to look up what turmeric was. I was like, "What is turmeric?" I'm like, "It's some." I'm like, "It's some something that helps. It's some healthy, right?" Uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Can, can you explain a little bit more uh, about what turmeric and, and and obviously it's in the name turmeric and tequila? I was very interested when I read your your name. So. See, you're already interviewing me. So I'm telling you this. Now. <laughs> um, yes. Well, that's it. Was, it's funny because I'm surprised how many people do know what it is. But turmeric is um, it's a root. It's a, an amazing anti-inflammatory like spice. It's usually in like curry and Indian food. It's orange. That's hence the branding in the back. Um, but it's amazing. So it's turmeric and tequila is the juxtaposition of like an anti-inflammatory turmeric and an inflammatory tequila. And it's talking about um, the juxtaposition of all things, questioning a better way. Um, we're here to just kind of shake shit up. So that's the short for one, one on TNT. <laughs> awesome. I, I love that. As soon as I read it, I, I went right on the podcast. I'm like, what is, what is this all about? Let me see what she's about. So, uh, by the way, I love you. I love your other podcasts. I listen to a couple of them. I love your energy. So I'm very excited. So. Awesome. Well, thank you for tuning in. Yeah, we have been fortunate to have a collection of really incredible people with really different backgrounds and agendas and missions and experience. Um, so it's, it's been pretty awesome. Um, and on that note, well, t- tell me about you. How Tell me about young Devin to how we got to here. And then you tell us about your friend on your shoulder right here. <laughs> gotcha. Um, well, I, I guess I'll start with the bird, my friend on the shoulder. So uh, this is Nito. It's the short for Bonito. Um, he's a, what is he? He's a pineapple, a pineapple, uh-oh, I'm messing this all up. Pineapple green cheek conure. That's what it is. So I'm not really a bird man. My fiance loves birds. She grew up with birds. So I work at home now. So this is, this is his place for him. So it, it's kind of funny because he runs down to my hand about 50 I want to say 50, probably hundred to 200 times a day when I have to consistently like put them back on my shoulder. Okay. But, um, it's, it's a blast. 
But outside of that, so um, I'm originally from Indianapolis, Indiana. So played football at Western Kentucky in the background. That's 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 my, actually my fiance's basketball jersey. It's my football jersey. Okay. Um, could have thought about that a little different. Since, you know, anyway, but no, um, put her in the spotlight <laughs> for sure. You got to know exactly. your role now. Yeah, exactly. It's all about her. So happy wife, happy life always. But um, so I'm just a typical regular guy um, in corporate America, typical rags, the richest stories, but I'm still waiting on the richest. So, um, <laughs> so um, I, I do a little bit of everything, but I'm just regular in corporate America. And as these times has kind of hit all these, um, you know, March hit, Corona hit, had a little extra time on myself to actually reflect and have a little self uh, reflection on myself and figure out what exactly do I want. Um, at the end of the day, we, we may get into this a little later, but at the end of the day, I'm all about helping people and giving back. Um, I read a book called The Go-Giver, and that's what I'm all about, giving back to others, because um, also it's probably been my nature being the oldest of seven, um, always just trying to give back and trying to help them. And I was always happier if I could buy them some shoes. It made me so much happier versus buying me shoes. And it's just like, okay, I got some new shoes. Cool. But um, anyway, so just to get into a little more. So I run, um, well, it's not, it's not mine. It's actually a couple of partners. So four of us run uh, a show called Freedom Finders. And this is actually pretty, pretty new. Um, and now what Freedom Finders is all about, we go live on Facebook every single day and we consistently, we call it our consistent daily action. So what we do, one, we talk about what we're grateful for for the day. Two, we talk about positive affirmations. And lastly, we talk about our daily actions um, that, we, that we're going to get done so we can set those intentions for that day. So, and, and we started this just to hold each other accountable. And as was going live, we were having more and more followers, more and more people coming in. People are coming in telling us how it's like really motivating them and changing their lives. So again, getting back to being a go-giver, that's what we love to do. So uh, we help in any type of way, um, form, fashion, debt elimination, increasing credit, you know, how to live the life you want to live. But um, all, in a, all in a rapid thing, that's kind of who I am today. Um, I love it. Okay. Well, I mean, I have a million questions as I always do. Um, I love when I read freedom finders, I, I love that immediately, even though I didn't fully like unpack it. Cause I always love to have the conversation and hear from my guests from them versus me doing a bunch of Googling. Uh, but freedom and independence, my top core values are, um, honesty, transparency, and number two is independent. So like freedom to me has always been critical. What did, I mean, why did you guys call it freedom finders and what did that stem from? Yeah, so it's really stems from the the kind of the fire community. Um, okay. If you're familiar with the the financial independence retire early community, um, and really diving into that FI and really understanding that we're taught our entire lives to chase money. So, and we're taught to go to school in order to get a good job that pays us well, and that's the only way we can really live, right? Um, but from from the way I grew up, and my father not really um, being around as much due to being at work. He wishes he could come to all the games, being an athlete. Um, he wishes he could come to everything I was doing, but unfortunately, he missed a lot of them because he had to go to work. So as growing up, I realized that I do not want to do that. I do not want to be that that parent. I want to be at every single thing. And I didn't I didn't know a word for it. I was like, what it, what is it? Like, how can I live like when I want, do what I want, when I want, how I want, with who I want? How can I make that happen? So Diving down that journey, um, kind of uncover some financial independence podcasts and real estate. Um, that's why I'm, you know, into the mobile home park situation. Um, and as we talk about these things, that's where I was looking for that freedom, right? 
Um, I was at first chasing money my entire life. Like, let's get rich. Let's get rich. As long as we get rich, we can, you know, we can do whatever we want. Um, but that's a whole different, different type of game that I was playing. So once I had that mindset shift to this other game and I understand the real game is I want to buy my freedom. That's why I'm looking for my money. That's why I want my money in order to buy freedom because freedom is much greater than money, right? Time is much greater than money. So I, I, I'm, I'm not a believer in the cliche time is money. That's just, it's not for me. Time is much greater than money and moving on to the freedom finders. Um, we were talking about like, what is our name? Like, what do we want to give back? What type of value you want to bring? And again, it was really started organically based off of holding each other accountable um, to getting what we want to get done. But we all have a very, very, very similar goal of giving back to the youth and helping the youth and giving, helping the youth with knowledge. So we want to give this knowledge to them an understanding of don't chase money your whole life, figure out what you want to do, begin with that end goal, reverse engineer it back to the beginning. Um, so we always talk about you want to live and um, do what you love, right? So that's kind of where the freedom finders came. We want to help people find their freedom and whatever that may be for their life. Um, and then we just happen to be called the freedom finders. <laughs> I, no, I love that. I mean, I think there's a lot there and I couldn't agree with you more. You know, people um, don't really understand that time is a finite resource. Money isn't. And so we do have that psychology early on that, you know, get that money, do everything you can to get it. And then you can do what you want. The problem is, you know, life could be short, you know, you, death can happen early or you can lose someone that matters. Like you're, you're playing with a variable um, that I don't think people fully understand that, you think you have all this time and you might not. And so you got to really, really evaluate is what you're getting paid at your job worth you missing out on all these life experiences that might be a very short run, or even if it's a long run, you miss out on all the things that really do matter. Um, and I do, I will say, I think our young humans probably thanks to groups like yours and hopefully podcasts like Tumor Tequila are questioning a better way and are starting to shift that mindset and their approach to how they spend their time versus how they spend and or earn their money. Um, but I think that's really critical. And, I, and regardless of what avenue you're going into business-wise or how you're making that money, um, I think there's a really important mindfulness base. And that would be my next question to you. It sounds like there's, you know, a spiritual and mindful influence. You talked about gratitude. Um, tell me a little bit of, about where that came from or where that was inspired. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, just being a believer in the Lord, uh, a lot of that's where it's expired from and understanding these simple principles that, you know, kind of in the Bible and by any means, I don't, I'm not the guy that has all the Bible verses. I don't, I'm not going to reinstate. I try to reinstate them, but I mess them all up in my own, you know, paraphrase <laughs> way. But um, it, it really came to, again, going back to my, how I grew up. So going back to where I grew up from, um, far east side of Indianapolis, um, where there's not a whole lot to do. There's either you're going to be a very good athlete and that's how you're going to make it out. And, or that's about it. <laughs> that's, that's like really the only Avenue or you're going to go to Harvard or some huge and then get a good job and all that stuff. Right. That's all we knew. So that's all we were taught. So um, getting back onto the gratitude situation, I grew up <laughs> with really nothing. So being the oldest of seven, like we didn't have much, like, I mean, I, I'm I always, you know, I was always grateful enough to have and, and thankful enough and have the, the family members that have like a new pair of shoes and things like that. But as I grew older and moved away from home, I, mo I moved to Kentucky, I moved to New Jersey. I was away from that, 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 that scene. I realized how grateful I really was that what I have now, because I came from nothing to where I'm at now, I'm like, wow, like, this is amazing. I could have never imagined living the life I am now. Like, this is awesome. And 
that's where that sense of gratefulness comes from for me. And then also just from reading some books, um, I, I guess I'll share this. My fiance challenged me to read back in 2018, January. She challenged me to read one book a month. Now, prior to this, I've read zero books my entire life. Zero. <laughs> and I've got a bachelor degree. I, I was, you know, pretty smart. I got good grades, um, graduated with a good GPA, um, bachelor degree, all that. And I said, I've never read one book. I didn't read my I didn't read my textbooks. I didn't, I didn't read anything. I didn't like to read. I, I even deleted Twitter because I don't like reading. <laughs> so I love um, she challenged me to read one book a year. And from that, it, I end up, I came up a little short, but I was very, very, very proud of myself. Um, one book a month, I mean, and I ended up reading nine books that year. And man, just from that little knowledge, and I'm in the simple, small understanding and the simplicity behind all these, the way these people are living life, I'm like, this is, this just opened my mind to like, I can be anything I want. It's not just this simple stuff that I learned in school. It's so much more than that. Whatever I want to be like is literally, I can achieve it. Like I heard you mention cliche earlier um, when we we're on the call. Like I'm a believer that all cliche um, sayings are cliches for a reason. Absolutely. They're cliches for a reason. So you need to listen to them. Yeah. But yeah. um, yeah, I ramble a lot, obviously. <laughs> no, but, that's uh, great. I, I think it's I think it's so cool because I mean, whether you package it as spirituality or religion or mindfulness or however you you brand it, it's all kind of the same thing. And I I really think it's an important grounding base for whatever your next step is, whether it's finance and business, um, it's marriage, it's being a part of a sports team, what have you. I think it's all this really important base of mindset um, and having that dialed in so you can approach all these different avenues really with the same um, intention and, and mindfulness that, uh, you know, you come into it, you come equipped and you come to be successful, what, you know, whatever that success might be. But mm -hmm. it's, it's really, a, a, I think it's a unifying baseline for all of people to say, regardless of how you believe or what your agenda is, we all, you know, ideally, most of us want to be there to contribute through work, through a podcast show, through a Facebook group, um, whatever it is. And then along the journey, be mindful and aware of all the, the great things that are happening around us. Cause you know, I know a lot of people that have a lot of phenomenal things that they fail to see it, or it's never really enough. You know, you make a million, then you need 2 million or whatever, you know, you can't pull back and have the, the mindfulness and the awareness to enjoy the journey along the way. Um, so if you're just racing to the end line to a bunch of money, you, you kind of miss the point of, of life. Um, and <laughs> I, don't, I don't know that I'm old enough quite to be given like the full 411 on, <laughs> on what to do, but there's been a few laps around the track that I think I can speak to a little experience. Um, well, so tell me about how you got in. Okay, so we got from college. And by the way, one of seven is a lot. I'm one of four. So having that many humans in your house is a ton. And I also think regardless where you come from, one of the best things any kid can do is go away from home, live away from home, just to- Agree you know, see how different life is and see how other people live and how different cultures exist and, and states and communities and climates. And um, there's just so much to learn getting away from your family. And then really, like you said, being able to go back and appreciate, um, you know, how hard your parents worked, how great your family was, the little traditions, the little stuff. Mm -hmm. um, but tell me about how you, so after college, how, what was our initial steps getting into corporate America? Man, so from college, uh, <laughs> Well, first, before leaving college, for whatever reason, had no idea, no business plan, nothing. I thought I was going to be a millionaire. I was like, by 23, 23, I'm going to be a millionaire, period. I already knew it. Um, There's no doubt in my mind. And then graduation came, 
you know, I graduated and reality hit. <laughs> reality check. Okay, I thought I was gonna be a millionaire. Um Loans. <laughs> where is the money at? Uh where is the money at? So from there, um I actually planning on going to physical therapy school, uh, which my fiance, she's a physical therapist now and, and she loves what she does. Um but she went a year before me and it kind of spooked me out. And I'm so glad it did because she, she studied literally 20, 24, seven, 25, seven, like all day, every day. We lived in New Jersey. We couldn't really do anything because all she did was study. And I'm like, for me, again, this is, this is coming back from a person that's never read a book. <laughs> Studying wasn't, that wasn't my forte. I like to go to class, listen, take some notes down, study my notes, ace the test. Easy. Boom. I didn't like to study. I didn't like to read. I didn't, I didn't do none of that. So it kind of spooked me away from going that route, um, which talking financially and talking about the debt aspect of that, very glad that I did because I went more of the route of um, going to get going to get experience and then moving forward from there. So after college, we went to New Jersey because she went to Rutgers for physical therapy school. So I actually went out there on a limb, no job, nothing. I had probably like 12 interviews set up just to like just random marketing jobs in New Jersey. Um, I got out there and I was selling, we're doing door to door sales. Never thought I'd ever do this my entire life. Never thought I'm like, I'm like, whatever. I'm like, I'm, even though I came from poverty, came from nothing. I'm like, I'm better than that. Like I'm door to door. What is that? Um, and I am so happy that I did it. So happy. We talked to, talked to 200, 300 people a day. And, um, and, and when I say door to door, it's actually B2B. So business to business. So we would go in businesses and we were literally trying to sell. We sold everything by the way, but, um, what kind of lured me in is like, okay, this is kind of cool. We sport, we sold professional sports tickets, the Yankees, the Mets, the Brooklyn Nets, New York Islanders. I'm like, Oh, this is awesome. I can sell some tickets. This is nice. Um, but we're literally going out and talking to 300, 200, 300 people a day just to get 10 to 15 yeses. And that was a good day. Wow. So that really built the, the, the thick skin, the tough skin and being from Indiana originally and living in New Jersey, traveling to New York city, man, different. <laughs> Hitting them all. Yeah. That's, I actually different. looked at um, Rutgers to play lacrosse way back in the day for college. Um, so, and we played them when I was there. So I'm super familiar with the area. Uh, but that's amazing. You're hitting Jersey and then New York and Indiana. I mean, you're hitting some major city points and do nothing will train you like sales, particularly when it's door to door, mm -hmm. even if it's business to business. Um, there's nothing that's like out there. And, and I'm, was it all commission based? All commission based. So okay. we're, we're not going to dive into all that, uh, kind of, kind of, <laughs> kind of weird situation, but yeah, all commission based. So, I mean, my first year I'm, I'm very open when I talk numbers, but my first year I made $23,000. And I, again, I thought I was going to be a millionaire. I went a millionaire to $23,000 and I'm like, Oh my goodness, what is going on? What is happening? Don't know what to do. Um, but from there, um, I actually worked my way up to actually being able to run my own marketing firm, which, you know, run my own firm. I went out to Milwaukee to do like a little pilot with the Milwaukee Bruins went amazing. And, and I really understood, um, and learned how to build teams. So that's one of my biggest things I took from it, building teams, having a thick skin, being able to talk to anybody. Like I can, I could talk to a rock. I could talk to this pin. I could talk to anyone. And that's what I learned from going through that. So, um, and as you mentioned uh, about moving away and recommending going away, that's, 
that's what I learned from going away. I had nobody else. I talked to people. I, if I was at home, there's no way my parents would have let me do this, uh, this, this B2B sales, which we work 70 to 80 hours a week. So it's crazy. That, I mean, but that's so great. It's particularly when you're a young human, you know, 20, 20, uh, 21, 22, 23, when you're mm-hmm. graduating college and you don't really know yet how <laughs> hard or how some, how cushy some jobs can be. I think it's so phenomenal to get that kind of experience early on. Anything sales, um, anything working with people protect, particularly in like super city, like diverse areas, you're talking about like cultural differences, um, gender, sexual interest. I mean, you get exposed to so much and in our world, I mean, that's exactly we need our humans exposed to so many things, not only to do a business deal, but just to communicate, to be neighbors with somebody, to, um, you know, fundamentally get along in this world. That's, you know, especially now in 2020, that's what we need more than anything. Um, it's obviously an advantage in the business conversation, but truly just to exist amongst our fellow humans, we need exposure to so many things. Uh, so I love when I, I hear these kinds of stories. I mean, I've done retail. I was a pool waitress. I was all, you know, all the jobs. And that was what really built the foundation of, um, appreciating people, appreciating where they came from, appreciating, you know, all the little attributes they can add to conversations and every conversation. I think you can learn from somebody because we all come from such different things and whether it's a spaghetti recipe or, um, how to invest better or whatever, you know, every little human has a story and everybody, all of us have, uh, some angle that we can teach somebody something. So, um, Mm -hmm. I think it's not only valuable for business, but it's such, it makes life so much richer when you have that exposure and you can appreciate uh, people's differences and where they're coming in at and what they have to offer. Um, mm-hmm. Okay, so once you had this marketing firm, you've got exposure, what was next steps from there? Were we actually enjoying it at this point? I actually, uh, even though looking back at it while I was in it, I'm, I'm walking whole, I'm literally walking whole in my shoes like literally like holes in the bottom of my shoes holes that's how much you walk so while I was in it I didn't really care for it too much but once I left I was like wow I love that like I love being able to to wake up and motivate people and actually keep people going building teams I was running morning meetings every meet every morning which is like I had a lot of practice on that and and I again that's why I'm so grateful for where I'm at now because I can look back and wake up on Saturday morning and be like wow I don't have to go in and work eight hours a day, nine hours, 10 hours today, going in malls, trying to get people go. I don't have to go get 280 no's today. (laughs) So, uh, man, it felt good. But from there, I actually went into, um, I moved and started just working in corporate America. I actually went to more sales. So sold copiers, um, again, kind of B2B, same situation, sold copiers. I'm like, man, nobody wants a copy. Everybody's going paperless nowadays. (laughs) It was crazy. Um, from there, I went to, um, working with a uniform service company, which we distributed, uh, distribution of uniforms, picking them up, all that type of stuff, mats, um, having roaches run on my leg, all that type of stuff. (laughs) Um, and, and to now to where I got to now, uh, I have a, and we're going to hit on this, I'm sure talking about your network and who you're around, but, um, from my network and the people that I know, I have, I have a couple friends at work at uh, Procter and Gamble, which said, Hey, you need to apply. I applied, interviewed, now work at Procter and Gamble. So literally I, that's kind of a rags of riches story in corporate America, B2B sales, to Procter and Gamble, uh, you know, big, it's big time. And for me, I was like always against corporate America. Cause I'm like, I don't, I got to go to my children's games. No kids yet, by the way, but I got to go to my children's games. They're going to be having these meetings and it's a blessing in disguise because I'm learning that within some corporations, 
you know, I run my own business. So I run my business on their dime. So any mistake that I make, it's on their dime. And on top of that, they're paying me money. Yeah. Best of both worlds. It's I, it's a crazy situation. And I think that's a phenomenal example of the world changing and evolution happening. And we have this idea as young humans, what the world is. This is corporate America. This is what marriage is. This is what that is. And you, you kind of have to unlearn so many things. And obviously in 2020, there's many things we have to unlearn. That's a whole podcast in itself. Um, but you have to kind of let go of what you think things were. And you could have got to corporate America and been like, mm, this is what I thought it was. I'm out. But really, it's it's not every situation is exactly that. And I think that little example in itself is such a good um, practice and a good reset on your mindfulness of like, oh, maybe I didn't know exactly what it was. I'm open to this. So maybe moving forward, I can be open-minded to these things that I thought I knew what they were. Um, but that's amazing. And that's, I think also, you know, these big corporations, they can see someone that's done the legwork and has done, um, you know, genuine hustle and experience or so like okay we've got this kid that we can see he can do all this and he's down to work you know 70 hours a week and he's got holes in his shoes bring him on in and i i think corporations and maybe just being a former athlete always see that in fellow athletes i'm like all right i know that they could commit to four years it's already hard being a student let alone then you pack in sports i don't think people know it's a full-time job and you're not getting paid your body's beat up i mean there's a whole thing so i already have like a certain respect for my fellow student athletes so i think these corporations know how to recognize something good when they see it and i i, I really think that's what happened here um what was that mental transition going from kind of being on your own being out there you know bootstrapping what's going on um to now you've got a little bit of cush a little bit of support um what was that mindset change um, when it comes to the mindset change, um, I, 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 I want to say I kind of always had the same mindset going into it because at a very young age and a lot of people tell me like, I'm way older than like I'm should be like, I'm 27, but it's kind of weird. Cause I mentor people that are in their thirties and it's like, what, what's going on? But, um, so hitting on that point, it's never matter how young you are. Just, just go do what you want to do and what God's calling you to do. But, um, when we talked about the mindset shift, I think my biggest mindset shift would be actually um, enjoying corporate America way more than I thought. So because I did not want to actually go to corporate America, they did tell me, you know, the salary. And I'm like, you know, I've never made that much money before. Um, let's do it. Um, and I definitely see how people get trapped in the rat race and they're trapped and they never get out because some Man, some of these jobs, they set it up to where it's very, very nice for you. You have a, you know, you have the 401k, you have, we have profit sharing, like they're giving, like, I need to stay here for a certain amount of years so I can make sure I get this profit sharing and this hundreds of thousands of dollars that, you know what I mean? So it's kind of like a situation where my mindset actually went from, I'm full-time entrepreneur. I, this is what I want to do. I'm never working for anybody again. So, you know what? Let me set my pride aside. Let me go learn from a corporation. Let me learn how to run a business effectively on somebody else's dime. And then from there, um, whatever happens, happens. <laughs> Just leave it at that. Well, I, and that's, that's interesting. And I think that's a phenomenal example of you kind of take a step, which I think obviously every, every great new decision starts with that first step. And usually it's the hardest one. Uh, mm -hmm. And you got to learn it. And sometimes you have to run through the wall to learn a lesson you really need to learn. Um, Again, whether universe, God, whatever's pulling you, sometimes you need to be checked. Uh, but I think it's important to recognize 
you going from one environment to another, the humans around you, the environment around you, the influences around you, um, like even your fiance encouraging you to mention books or read books. Like I love, I love that keeping good people by you. And when you get into like workspace and it's corporate environment, your mind slowly shifts. Like you're, you can get those golden handcuffs of like, now I'm making X amount of thousands of dollars a year and I need the car, I need the house. And now I'm handcuffed to this, but all my friends are doing it. So it's normal. And that it's a very slippery slope when you, when you subject yourself to a certain environment, it doesn't matter how strong or resilient or how many, you know, educated you are, how many books you've read, you will be a product of that environment. And I think people forget that. I mean, 27, 47, 57. Um, I was in a corporate experience last year and I've been an entrepreneur my entire life. And I, I saw, you know, the edge starting to dull and like you start to slip. So it's, it's again, back to that mindset of who am I? What do I really want? Can I keep my feet on the ground? It's not to, you know, get out of that situation necessarily, but to maintain who you are and maintain your long-term goals at in mind. Um, mm -hmm. Is this a corporate situa situation you're still a part of now? Yes, I, I'm still currently work there. So, uh, and again, I'm still loving it. I have no, like, yeah, I don't know who's going to listen to this, but you know, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I mean, this, just to be honest, I do have uh, aspirations and dreams, you know, be a full-time entrepreneur, right? Um, I, I, I do 100% because I mean, at the end of the day, most of the deals and transactions are made nine to five. And that's part of that what keeps you in the rat race because you're stuck at work nine to five every single day. And then the weekends come, you're like, I'm not doing any extra work on the weekend because I just work 40 hours this week. Right. So, uh, that's kind of that trap and that, that, that trap where it's at. But, uh, I encourage people that when they're in their own job, figure out how to, you know, kind of automate things that all the busy work automate it on like, and it's, it's, it's little things. Like if it, it is, if it's due the 31st, put time in your calendar to, I'm going to get it done, this, that, and then block off your own personal time. Sure. Like just block it off. Just block off. This is my personal time. Nobody can talk to me here. People say I'm busy on my calendar. Um, and a couple of little practices I like to teach a lot of, uh, other new hires as well. Um, but yeah, it's definitely, a, it's definitely a mindset shift going from where I came from to where I'm at now. Um, because Again, I'm I'm just very grateful where I'm at, um, and very grateful. But I know I have so much more to offer. So that's kind of that thin line of like, hey, like when you know when does that happen? Um, but but yeah, it's it's a great situation, and I and I love where I'm at. But you know, it's always time to grow. And like you said earlier, you're never gonna be exactly where you want to be. You're never you're always gonna want more, right? So I kind of preach to begin with the end in mind. Um, so I stole, stole it from a book, like didn't, did not make any of this stuff up, but beginning with the end in mind, right. And reverse engineering it back to, to where you want to be at, because, um, this is one of my favorite quotes and my pop been telling me my whole life. If you don't know where you're going, you're never going to get there. Right. It's yeah. impossible to get there. If you do not know where you're going, you cannot ever get there. So you're going to make any type of mindset shift. And I think it begins with the mindset. But um, you have to make that mindset shift in order to figure out exactly what you want to do and what do you want life to look like? What do you want that to look like your day to day? If money did not matter, what would you want to do every day, right? So uh, if money did not matter, if I had $100 million in the bank, what do I want to do when I wake up? That's what I kind of ask myself. That's what I ask my friends. And it it's a hard question to a lot of people. 
Um, to me, it's a pretty simple question because it's like, I just want to do stuff like this and talk to people and give back and try to help people and, and problem solve any people's problems. They have problem with their credit. Let's fix it. If they need to get a budget together, let's fix it. If they need a better um, account to invest out of for tax advantage purposes, let's fix it. Let's find that account. Let's talk, you know, so I really like to problem solve and um, that's really the entrepreneur spirit, right? The, the person that solves the most problems and brings the most value, you know, at the end of the day, they're the most successful. I completely agree. And I think your young 23-year-old self was right when you're like, I'm going to be a millionaire. Because I think even though you didn't know the how, um, it, it, you you had that seed planted. And I know it's it's evolution and something I've had to learn over time. And um, I'm 39, so I'm still learning some of these lessons where I'm like, no, I knew I was going to be this by this time, whatever. And I also know, you know, I always say I'm a huge Madonna fan. So I always say God, universe, Madonna, whatever you believe. It's all in time. Like you can't rush some things. You got to show up. You got to be present. You got to be doing the work. And you got to have the respect and faith that things happen on time it will all happen when it needs to happen um and and grasping that i think is is really hard and particularly as you get older and you're like well no i'm really good at this i've done this work like i deserve this at this point or blah 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 um and entitlement is also a thing i'm i'm not good with most humans uh because it it, <laughs> again, it it comes it comes when it comes and it comes when it needs to come and also we don't really know what we need like things you you think you know what you want. And I, I think I liked you said you, you, you always want more, but even having that consciousness of letting go of our wants and just appreciating what is and what we have now. And that's a constant practice because again, we're in this world consuming everything sales and everything's telling us we need all these things. And this is the life you should have. And this is what you should be doing. Um, but it's a deep mindfulness to pull back and be like, I have enough, you know, I am enough. Things are right where they need to be. Even when you do innately want more to get into a better situation, um, pulling mm -hmm. back and, and having that, I've got my health, I've got this, I've got, here's what I do have. Mm -hmm. um, what are some of these practices you said in mindset, like when you're, when you're coaching and you're talking to some of your people that you're mentoring or new hires, what are some of these initial practices that you talk about to really help them kind of get their mind and their, their shit together, essentially? <laughs> mm -hmm. Well, for, well, first off, I, I, let me just start at the very, very, very beginning of, of what I kind of tell and kind of preach to everyone. Uh, it starts with your morning routine. Yeah. Period. It starts with your morning routine. Uh, every, it starts with your morning routine. I'd say it three times. Because once you start in the morning, once you give yourself time, you give yourself time, you're so much better off because a lot of people are trying to pour into other people consistently all day, every day. But how are you going to pour from an empty bucket, right? You can't, it's impossible. You can't pour something out of an empty bucket. So you have to fill yourself up first and foremost. And most of the time, I'm in my opinion, everybody else may have their own routine. My opinion is it's in the morning. So what I kind of preach is uh, find a morning routine, which I call, um, again, got it from a book, Miracle Morning Millionaires. Uh, they call it the, the Lifesavers. Have you ever read that before, by the way? I haven't, no. Man, I recommend I'll it. I'll check it out. Okay. Highly I got recommend a stack it. of like a hundred books. So I'm here with this monthly <laughs> challenge dude. So I'm, I'm in for it. Yeah. I'm. Oh man. I got so many books in my notes. Like I don't even know where to, yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> but, um, but the American Morning Manor, they talk about lifesavers and savers is an acronym. So S stands for silence. A stands for affirmations. V stands for visualizations. E is exercise. R is read. S stands for scribe or write. But better for that acronym, right? Yeah, Scribe. So yeah. <laughs> got to get, you got to get in there. So, um, basically a lot of people understand, but like, I don't have time to do all those in the morning. It's like, yeah, that sounds like a lot, right? Guess how it took me six minutes 
to do all that. I did one minute on each activity, uh, silence, meditation, or prayer, whatever, whatever you look like affirmations. I say, I am statements to, to kind of put it into the world and speak into existence. I am healthy. I am happy. I am stress-free, whatever that may be. Um, visualizations. You can close your eyes for one minute and visualize what you want, right? Easy. Um, exercise. It doesn't have to be a full workout. It can literally just be a hundred, I don't say a hundred, but 50, 50 jumping jacks, whatever's going to get your blood flowing because that blood flow is now going to release all of the um, endorphins in your body and your brain that you need to kind of feel clear and have that, that state of, of clarity. Right. Um, what's next reading readers are leaders. I'm going to just leave it at that. Readers are leaders. Um, and then writing scribe, um, you have to write something down, write what you want down. And when we talk about writing, I actually have a couple stories, uh, just, just to lead into that, man, my, my father told me to write my entire life. Okay. <laughs> never listened to it. Never wrote again. I didn't like reading. I definitely didn't like writing either. I was actually decent at writing when I wrote papers, a lot of mistakes though, but, <laughs> but I actually, you know, I, I just, I just knocked it out. But with that being said, um, back in Jersey, so two call it two, three years ago, my fiance and I wrote our goals down on this whiteboard. So we wrote down his, hers, and ours. So we wrote down our goals and where we want to be at. Once we wrote them down, we never looked at it again. We just, it was just on the whiteboard. And then when we moved out to, um, out to North Carolina, we're unpacking the boxes and we found this whiteboard and literally a year and a half, maybe two years later, like a long time. And it's still on there. I'm like, wow, like our goals are still there. I can't even erase it because like, it's like permanent on there. I had to throw it like, it was, yeah, it's crazy. But <laughs> When I read those goals, I was so, it was, it was amazing because every single goal that I wrote down two years previously, which I was not tracking, every single thing was either done or acting upon. It was something was being worked towards. And I'm like, wow, that is so crazy. I wrote this down two years ago and that's what I'm doing today. And I didn't even remember I wrote it down. Like crazy. Just because you write it down. One, one more, one more testimony about writing things down. Um, I wrote down actually April 3rd, 2020, I'm looking at it right now and I'm not going to read the whole thing to you, but, um, I said, I said, I will become a motivational teacher and share what I've learned. I will focus on underprivileged people in poverty to change their broke mindset and encourage people to take daily actionable steps towards their goals. At this point, I will be in my dream life, building passive income and being that accountability partner slash motivational teachers for others. Wrote that April 3rd, 2020. So a little over four months ago. Wow. And about a month ago, it's crazy. I wrote that down and I, I was reading every day. And about a month ago, I was talking to my friend and I realized, I was like, dude, like I'm in my dream life right now. Like I'm building passive income, like with real estate. And I know we didn't talk about the mobile home park situation, but, and I'm also accountability partner and motivation teacher right now. And I'm like, I wrote that down for just couple months ago and I'm doing it now. And I'm like, that is so crazy. And that kind of puts me back in that state of gratitude. Like, man, I'm just so grateful for what I have. Um, <laughs> so I told you I'm a rambler. <laughs> no, no, no. That's, I think that's huge. And that's exactly what this is for. We will talk about the investing. Um, but I think that's, it's so huge. And it's such a, a tangible example of God is good. Universe is good. You got to show up. You got to do the work and you don't have to have the plan laid out. Like just keep doing the work, keep showing up, keep believing and things will, things will happen. Come out with, show up with good intention, um, and keep that mindset together. So, you know, as things are happening, 
you can be aware, you can recognize, you can be grateful, and then you can keep progressing. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, really, sky is the limit, and what things are happening, and to have this mindfulness, you know, at a younger age is is incredible. And I think anytime your intention uh, is to help people, I genuinely believe the path is provided, whatever it may be, um, because I think that is really the point of everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, on that note, talk to me a little bit about... Um, mobile home investing, how did this happen? I mean, does this, is this an avenue for you to, you know, directly be part of a community that you once were selling to on foot or like, I mean, does that somehow intersect with those, mm-hmm. that exposure? So the mobile home parks actually came from once I stopped doing my marketing firm situation and I was in corporate America, I had a lot more free time. <laughs> in corporate America, I found out a lot of people waste time just emailing and watching YouTube videos. And I'm like, okay, well, do is anybody really work? But uh, <laughs> but during that time, uh, I would have my AirPods in listening to, to, to podcasts and specifically the Bigger Pockets podcast, um, the, the real estate podcast. And I listened to every single podcast, at least two to three times. And I was like, I'm a real estate investor, period. This is where I'm at. This is going to give me the financial freedom. This is how I'm going to live the life I want to live. I do enjoy, uh, you know, giving back and helping people. And that's, that's the primary goal of why I'm kind of moving towards mobile home parks because how I grew up, I thought mobile home parks were, you know, they have the stigma of like trailer parks. Oh, there are meth meth addicts in there. It's trash. It's just trashy people in there. That's kind of the the, the stigma. But when I'm um, moved out to New um, North Carolina, I've drove around mobile home parks that was five times nicer than the neighborhood I grew up in. That my parents, that my mom still lives in today. And I'm like, this is a mobile home park. Like this is a seems like a great community. Like this seems like something really awesome. So, um, just I, I, there's a lot of points, but yeah. one of the pri- one of the primary points is uh, again giving back and helping people. So when I talk about helping people and talking about the the lower income uh, people that need help, the 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 supply of mobile of lower income housing overall is decreasing every single year. They're decreasing. Every everybody's knocking down these lower income, ugly apartments, and they're putting up these new luxury stuff that costs fifteen hundred a month to rent, right? And the supply is decreasing every year, while the demand for low income housing, right, is increasing every year. So I'm like, hmm, this seems seems like a big need right here. And when I talk about being able to give back and help, right, the average rent in America right now, I believe, is like twelve hundred eighty dollars a month. Wow. The average lot rent in the U.S. is $280. Oh, okay. You can have a three-bedroom, two-bath, front yard, garage, backyard, kitchen, a dining room. And I've been in the, I don't know if you've ever been in a mobile home, but it's, it's yeah. a home. It's just a, a, it's a square home, right? Sure. Um, they get all, the, all of this for $280 a lot rent. And I'm like, if there's a single family parent and if my mom would have known about this, I guarantee we would have been in a mobile home, but like saving so much money, so much money to where now they can, their kids can make sure they have the food to make sure they have their, you know, everything like that. So that's where the passion really came from um, of why I'm picking mobile home parks. And on top of it, it is the most lucrative asset class in real estate. I'm just going to throw that out there, but, uh, (laughs) <laughs> well, I mean, you got to yeah. make 
you can make the mindfulness make sense as well. And as you learn things, um, you can, you know, shift it. But I love how, you know, you kind of thought corporate world was something and it wasn't. You think mobile homes, things, you know, the potential stigma around there and it wasn't. Again, I think it's that mindfulness practice of like, we have to let go of what we think it is and it might not be exactly <clears throat> the way we've been told or taught. Um, and, and then that's, and I love that, you know, alongside that, I, I interviewed uh, Kevin Dugan last PodMax and he talked about, he was an investor as well. And he talked about uh, specifically working with low income housing. And then he could uh, bring in like an educational process with his clients and talking about saving money and finances. And then you get into like generational wealth and like, I mean, it's a whole other deeper conversation. Do you have some of that opportunity within some of these communities to have those conversations? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. I'm so glad you brought that up because that's exactly another reason. I told you, I got a lot of reason mobile home parts. That's another reason because these lower income earners, they, they, they're probably lower income earners because they don't have the education. Yeah. That's yeah. probably what's going on, right? So I want to be able to develop and help give this education to those that want it. Like to those that want it, I've learned being the oldest of seven. Don't try to give, don't try to give information and in, in to people that don't want it. If they don't want it, they don't want it, right? But for those that 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 do want the help and want education, we are going to be providing this education within these communities, mobile home parks. We're talking fifty to hundred, you know. Um, units, they call them, or pads in mobile home cart, they call them. So we're talking about 50 to 100, say if 20% of that 120 people want to actually come get education. That's 20 households that we can help with this education on simply how to budget, how to increase your credit, how to do this, how to do that. How, like what are some other tax advantages they can take advantage of right now where they're at? So that is the aspect again of why I'm, I'm in the mobile home park um, situation because those are the people that I want to help. And like I wrote down, um, I said, I will focus on underprivileged people in poverty to change their broke mindset um, and encourage them to take daily actionable steps towards their actions. So my goal, overall life goal, is to change people's broke mindset to uh, or fixed mindset to a growth mindset to where they can understand that anything's possible. All they got to do is, is write it down and it's going to come true. I love it. Well, I mean, you literally just gave two examples of, again, like entering corporate world, disrupting that, you know, conversation head, entering mobile home world, disrupting that conversation. I mean, that's already like happening. So uh, I think that's amazing. And I think most people would be surprised that that lack of education around finances, I don't care if you go to the richest, you know, uh, private school in America, the curriculum needs, they need to enrich with what's going on with life skills between, you know, relationships, finances, nutrition. Like we need to talk about stuff that's really happening. You know, algebra is important, but there is an app for that. So, you know, next case, mm -hmm. we have to get some of this stuff really to the ground level. And then, as you said, if you get to 20 households, then, you know, their kiddos might be exposed to it earlier and having these conversations way before we did. Um, so those little points of disruption, I think are so huge. Mm -hmm. And the way we can offer those opportunity, what more do we need, particularly in America right now, um, for people to start taking hold of their own realities? Mm -hmm. uh, and, and, and just to, just to just add to, to that, that really that quick, really quick. Um, oh, I hear Echo now, but just to add to that really quick, with the education aspect, right, um, we're also putting together with the Freedom Finders, so we're actually putting together a youth, uh, youth curriculum as we speak, and we're piling in a couple of schools in Annapolis to actually educate the, the youth, so we're talking uh, ages from, from 6 to 18, so elementary, middle school, high school, to actually learn all these uh, life skills that aren't taught in school. How to have eye contact, how to have a talk, how to talk with a smile, right? How to have a firm handshake, how to tie a tie, how to all these proper mannerisms, right? So all this different type of things that you need to know, what is money? What's the difference between credit and debit? Like it took me for 
forever to figure that out. I was so lost. But all these simple things that you need to know as an adult in life, we're bringing that back and teaching uh, teaching these the youth as as young as six years old. Six years, they're going to be six and they're going to know what financial independence is. They're going to go home and say like, mom, like I, I need some passive income. I got to buy some assets. Like <laughs> they're like, that's an it. asset. So, so again, going back to my go-giver mentality, like that's all that's I'm all in on go giving uh, and giving as much as I possibly can, because I do believe if you give, you will receive and you will receive in an overflow. Not the fact I'm doing it to receive it because I'm doing it because it makes me feel good. And I'm telling you and everybody that's listening right now, I know that you've given some and you've seen the reaction on their face and you just like, wow, like I, I can't believe like I've really helped them with that versus you just going to buy a new hat or new shoes. Like it's just like, okay. Once you, as soon as you buy it, you almost got buyer's remorse. It's like, do I really need this? Yeah. So um, that's kind of where I, I'm at. And that's literally how I live my life. So, yeah. dude, I mean, oh man, I think that's amazing. 100% chance you're going to become a podcaster. I'm just putting that out there right now. <laughs> um, but I, it, it's so awesome. And I love that you are building out this education piece. And it started from such a, a raw, um, you know, non agenda situation, but you're just out there, you know, holding you and your buddies accountable and what have you. And now it's developing into what it is. Um, uh, things work in mysterious ways, but I love that you guys have this platform and this this opportunity to have this incredible impact, particularly with our young people, because I think at, at six years old, our young humans, I have so much faith in them and what they're doing, the way they can show up and, and recognize what's going on in our world, in our government, in our households. Um, it's really, really powerful. So it warms my heart to know there's people like you that have impact and touch points too um, and reach to our young people because that's, that's the shift. That's the evolution we really need. Um, we, we could, we, we can go on for so many uh, hours. I feel like give us really quick as we, we got the one minute warning. Um, where do, where do we find you? Give me website, Instagram, and anything you want to share. Yeah, the, the go-to is going to probably be um, on Facebook.com. It's going to be freedom Facebook.com slash FreedomFinders317. Or you can simply just go to Facebook and type in Freedom Finders. Um, you'll, you'll find us all there. So we're live every single day, Monday through Friday at 8 a.m. And on Saturday and Sunday, we go live at 10 a.m. Again, we talk about what we're grateful for, affirmations, and um and uh, uh -oh, our actions. We talk about our actions for the day to set the intention. So that's going to be the best touch point as well. You can follow me on Instagram, D underscore Scott 11. Um, I need to get better at posting. I'm not a, <laughs> not a huge <laughs> poster. Uh, yeah. Follow, follow my story. I post everything on my story, but nothing around the page. I'm like, why don't I just post it on my page too? But, um, but yeah, that's where you can find out more about me, but primarily it's going to be the freedom finders. Um, on Facebook, that's where we're kind of housing everything. And that's going to be where, and that's where we're building everything out with the mentorship um, and all that stuff. I love it. Okay. And uh, shout out to your fiance, because I'm actually going to take on this one book a month challenge. I think that's really good. And I've got a stack like you. I was never a reader and in conversation, if I can use emoji versus a word, we're going with that. So I'm going to, I'm going <laughs> to embrace the write down and uh, read a book a month and some of these other things. The morning routine also could not agree more. And that's something I've, I've really got to dial in um, because I'm a night owl. I'm not a morning human, uh, mm -hmm. but well, we're getting there. I hear you. Hey, 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 read that book. I'm telling you, I was a night owl too. And they, they, he talks about it. We don't have time to get into it, but okay. he talks about it. <laughs> Miracle Morning Millionaires. 
uh, done and done. Uh, well, I'm pumped. Let, please keep in touch. If you've ever had podcast questions, I always say this because I've, I've had a lot of help along the way because I had no idea what I was doing. And we mm-hmm. still know we're still working. Um, but my line is always open. Uh, like I said, it's, it's inspiring to see people doing like what you're doing, but where your heart's at, where your mind's at. And again, with, you know, some reach and, and some touch points to our young people, I think is critical, particularly right now. Awesome. Well, hey, I had fun. Thank you so much for having me. I feel like this just flew by. And like we, I like we need another thirty minutes. Like right? we need more time. Oh, oh no, <laughs> we could unpack for another hour. We didn't deep dive fully into the biz. I, the the mindset and the base is the board, the main piece. Um, mm-hmm. but no, we could have gone on for hours. But you know, it, I'm glad we got we got. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Chris, and for what you do, and keep on doing what you do. Because again, I listen to a couple of your podcasts. It's amazing. So uh, I will be tuning in. Thank you very much. We'll chat soon. Thank you. Thank you for joining Turmeric and Tequila with your host, Kristen Olson. Tune in next time and don't forget to subscribe on Apple, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen.